Welcome to How to Be a Dad, a Dad's Net original podcast. On today's episode, push, no, don't push, no, push, no, I don't know what to do. How to Be a Dad podcast. Hi, how you doing? I'm Al Booth and I'm the dad of a three-year-old son. Daddy is a bum cake. And a one-year-old daughter. Mum, mum. Say daddy. Mum, mum. Say daddy. <coughs> Now, I should probably say from the off that this podcast has got a slightly deceptive name because How To Be A Dad is not a place to come for answers. It's uh, dads like you, like me, just talking and sharing stories, really, um, but no definitive answers. Let's just say it's more anecdotes than advice. Episode 3, The Labour. Oh yeah, this is the bit we've been building up to really, isn't it? The labour. Now, I've had two children. Uh, Well, my partner's had two children. I was in the room when they were born, but uh, that's pretty much the extent of my input really in terms of the labour itself. I occasionally asked if she wanted pillows. I told her she was doing a really good job without actually knowing if she was doing a good job, I assume. She was giving birth to humans. I assume she was doing a good job. Um, I was pretty much following what the midwife was saying, to be honest. Um, I think the one thing I contributed throughout the whole of the, the two labours was when our first was born, Alfie. It was in the summer. He was born in July and Love Island was on. And uh, Kerry, my partner, asked if I could go and get a TV card so we could watch it. So I bought a £5 TV card. That's pretty much... In fact, so chuffed was I with the input I had into the labours that I've still got that £5 TV TV card in my wallet so there you go as a dad I think you know you've got a part to play but you don't know what to do and um, you also know that everyone else in the room knows way more about what's going on than you do uh, if that's your feeling and you're either about to go through it or you you went through it don't worry you're not alone I saw this spray of blood and I was like Woo! I was like that, that's crazy like and obviously I didn't want to worry, worry Shirelle or anything. Maybe it's normal. So I was like, okay, Shirelle, like, what do you want to do after we've, we've had Carly? What, what's the first thing you want? And she was like, a bottle of Coke. I was like, oh, great. Yeah, can you feel anything of what's happening right now? And she was like, no. I was like, that's good. And all of a sudden, the Desi's come bouncing through the door. They said, sorry, you can't come in. They put me in a little room. I were in a little room on my own. They said, just stay there. And that were it. And I didn't speak to anyone for ages it felt like a lifetime and i'm really just gone they didn't want to scare me they just said no it's an emergency birth and everything was a great day out i took like a little mini buffet <laughs> and while charlotte was in labor because i've seen you feel a bit like a spare part i were kind of like pot pie <laughs> <laughs> how to be a dad podcast with al booth and if you're not a dad yet or if you are a dad and just want to look back and go what should i have done And Bethany Dempsey is a mum. She was on episode two of this, all about the pregnancy. And uh, she's given birth to two children herself, is the author of So You're Going to Be a Dad, Now What? And she's here with some advice of what us dads should be doing in the labour world. If I was going to put a word on birth, it'd be carnage. (laughs) Absolute carnage. (laughs) That's it, yeah. If I'm saying I want an epidural, even if I've said before that I'm not going to have an epidural because I'm going to have this really natural, holistic birth, Just don't listen to a word I'm saying and get me the epidural. Right, let's crack on. This is How To Be A Dad, the labour episode. Now, where did I put that hospital bag? Right, so you've got a new baby. Congratulations. It's amazing, isn't it? I hope you're doing really, really well. Um, Do you know what? It all just boils down to three things. One, feed them. Two, change them. Three, 
protect them from germs to help keep them healthy. If you do those three things in any order, you should be set. And you're probably doing them already. Of course you are. Um, now, during this series, you're going to hear loads of stories from other dads that cover all of those things. But before we dive in, I just wanted to talk to you about something to help keep your baby protected from germs and just keep them as healthy as long as possible. Milton, the expert in baby sterilising, has sponsored the How To Be A Dad podcast and they are all about helping you keep you and your baby free from as many harmful germs as possible and all about keeping them healthy too. They have a plant-based hygiene range that includes a baby bottle cleaner, antibacterial wipes and spray, plus a foaming hand sanitizer that's suitable for babies from three months. And all the Milton antibacterial products kill 99.9% of germs, including coronavirus. Google Milton to check out the full range of products and that's it. You're good to go. That's all you need. And parenting from this point on will be a piece of cake. No more advice needed. Actually, no. One more bit of advice. Do get some cake because a piece of cake will be great when you're doing late feeding. Oh, oh also, if you've got any cream furniture, admire it now because it is not going to stay cream or light for much longer. How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth. First up on the episode all about labour. It's James from Leeds. When she arrived, Olivia, I mean, I had a great, the birth and everything was a great day out. Absolutely brilliant day out. Oh, it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I remember I took um, I took a spread, typical Northern thing. I took like a little mini buffet. <laughs> and while Charlotte was in labour, because I've seen you feel a bit like a spare part, I literally sat there and laid out this buffet on the side. Um, and as all the nurses and things coming into her checks, I were kind of like pot pie. It's <laughs> <laughs> providing yeah. snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help yourself. You know, there were doctors with masks on, like walking down sausage roll. <laughs> you know, like, um, so I had a great day out. And, and to be fair, Charlotte didn't, but I did. Um, and to be fair, pretty pretty smooth sailing. It, it was all pretty. Yeah, Olivia arrived, and and again, I think I kind of worried, thinking, what if when the baby comes everyone used to say to us oh you feel that amazing bond straight away and I used to look and think what if I totally just turn around and think you're stopping me going out to my bars and my clubs and, and do you know what Olivia arriving was was probably the making of me with the best thing that that's ever happened um, and George arrived 10 days I think it was actually before my oh, so you, so you weren't a dad at 40 good on him actually yeah 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 all credit yeah. Uh, so that one was slightly slightly a different kettle of fish to what we had with the first one the first one was just textbook uh, and the second one the birth absolutely fine no problem at all but we yeah we had a few what I call technical issues can I just just before with, we go into that can I just check did you take pork pies and a buffet to the second one I think that's where I messed up. <laughs> this, one, this one was just Haribo. Oh, no, not good enough. Yeah, this one was just Haribo. And again, with the first one, waters broke, labour started. Boom. There you go. She's here. George, waters broke, broke a bit more, stopped breaking, carried on a bit, waited a bit longer. Waters broke more, more water. I were virtually there in a rubber ring and armbands at one point because well, I've never seen anything like it. Genuinely, I, I, the first one, Waters went at home and that was it. With with the second, I've never, ever seen anything like it. So, yeah, I sat there with a, a family-sized bag of Star Mix and um, worked my way through them. Um, there's photos of me. I mean, I literally, I don't know if this is illegal or not, but I did it. 
there's photos of me with on the, I, I was on the gas and air at oh, one point. Was it like I wanted to do that? I was told. I, I tried it. Well, I actually got caught. Um, <laughs> and I a bit of my eye because the lady walked in to find me on the birthing ball. I was looking down with the gas and air. <laughs> <laughs> Went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> Star mixing one on gas and air. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, and you're Literally. just about to be responsible for a whole human life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, really? Really? <laughs> so we yeah, so the um the, the second one was longer, bless her. And Charlotte was was bless her. She did get tired. And I think you find a newfound with both my kids, you know. I I mean I love my wife in any case, of course I do. But I found a newfound respect for for my wife. Seeing what she did and how she dealt with both of them was inspiring. It's like proper awesome. Um, so yeah, the second one was a toughie. It was a toughie. Uh, and then he yeah, so he, he eventually arrived. Little boy George, uh, the boy wonder. And yeah, we kind of sat there and and. We kind of sat and, and thought, could anything get more perfect? If you know what I mean, it's kind of, you know, we've always been very lucky in that, you know, I've got some amazing family, I've got some amazing friends, I've got an amazing wife, I had an amazing little girl. We've been very lucky in that, you know, we've been to some amazing places and travelled and nights out. And like I said earlier, you know, at the beginning we were, we were a little bit Mr. and Mrs. Pretentious. I won't, I won't lie, we, we were. Um, so I think when, when George came along, we were very much sort of, oh, here we go, you know, 2.4, we've got the boy, we've got the girl, you know, could anything get any more, any more perfect? And then obviously it all kind of um, changed rather quickly. Um, do, you want me to, do you want me to tell you? If, if, crap? Yeah, absolutely, if you're, happy, if you're comfortable doing it. Yeah, 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 of course I am, yeah, yeah. Now, James did actually go on to talk to me about what he and his wife Charlotte went through after the doctors found problems with George. Um, it was only a matter of hours after he was born. He talks in depth. That is going to be a special that you can hear on the How To Be A Dad podcast. All I remember hearing was rare condition, pressure on the brain, brain damage. And I just went into an absolute just black hole um yeah oh and don't worry as well uh, i don't want to do spoiler alerts but i think it's worth it for this one george is fine and well and happy and ace these days how to be a dad podcast our next dad in the delivery room is Sean from Tamworth, who had a bizarre race, this is so strange, a bizarre race against the clock to name his son before Drake could claim credit. Sort of. Have a listen. Longest hours ever. So, half 11, and then was there from half 11 all the way through till quarter to six the next day. I think it was 21 hours. It was, oh, wow. yeah, because... The only reason I know because uh, Radio 1 now it's the number one of Drake and it's got the word Kiki in it. And that's the only reason why I know. And you already had the name Keegan chosen? Yeah, wow. Keegan and Drake number one and the lyrics is Kiki. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a bit sad. No, it's a no, bit that's, all, that's brilliant. <laughs> I didn't know that. That'll be his song. I've heard yeah. people like get named after songs. I've never heard yeah. songs come after. <laughs> like, so it was, it, was, it was number one, Lich's up. Yep, seven forty-one. Come on, kid. Please make it before seven forty-five. Before it's announced on the radio. Yes, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't tell the miss at the time, but I, obviously because of all the whole stuff. But yeah, 
it's just it was like oh, yeah but it was the longest 21 hours ever sleeping on like, the chairs that's uncomfortable yeah uh, Lucky my missus was a bit of a drama queen once she got on the gas and everything. She was complaining that I was touching her leg. She was complaining that I was uh, moving stuff about on the bed and I was moving stuff from Reed. It was her mum that was doing it. <laughs> uh, and then I think we got transferred about nine-ish to this new room. And then it was like, uh, okay, what do we so literally I was like, what do I do now? And I hate needles. And she had the epidural. Literally, I went from black as I am now to white. <laughs> I hate needles. And literally, the woman was like, do you want to go outside? I said, yes, please. Just just go outside. Tell me you've done this needles thing. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, I can send, send shivers through me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then from there, it just literally just all kicked off. Uh <laughs> Uh, and I was sick to pun as well. She was like, I need to be sick. She won't pass with the ball. Too late. She was oh. sick. So was, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were probably involved then. <laughs> yeah. It was like full, full, like full front seat, like VIP. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, as I say, about half five, she was like nine, ten centimetres. And it's like, yep, it's, it's all happening now. Then, that, then quarter to six. Uh, Mr. Keegan Owen, you was back, so was, was arrived on the 3rd of August. Now, you may have gathered, or you may even remember, um, the labour part of fatherhood is fraught with joy, with stress, anxiety, a few laughs in there, uh, are just trying to do the right thing at the same time as feeling that you're not really doing anything. I think that's the dad's role. Um, even if you're the most laid-back person around... You still get that sense. Like Benji from Nottingham. He's a rapper. He's a dad of his lockdown baby daughter, Callie, who is gorgeous. And uh, he was in the labour room at the same time too. Not a lot of stuff phases me. I've probably gone through a lot. I've seen a lot. And as I'm sure a lot of people have. So when the labour, when it was labour time, and she was having the start of contractions and stuff at home, obviously I'm attemptive and I'm like, can I do anything? Are you all right? Do you want to rub your back? Do you want to get you anything? Or... Then when she went into labour and it was like, oh, labour's starting now, and we went into hospital, it was so funny. It was just like <laughs> we were in this room where it, it was like a day and a half, two days of labour, and as Sherelle Sh- Sh- had an epidural, but up until that point, um, you know, we were doing that whole breathe. Come on, gas in there, Sherelle, you're doing really well. And I was like, you are doing great, Sherelle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ditto what the doctors are saying. And I was walking along, she was like, shut up. And I was like, all right, sorry. I put the radio on and then it was like smooth FM came on. And it was like, uh, I will survive as long as I know. And she's like, and then you've got like, I will survive on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And all these bangers were coming on. And I was like, we are set in this room today. Um, and, and And then the epidural and... You know, I kind of like, it was so funny. When she had the epidural, I came out of the room and I said, I'm going to get a breather because this has been intense. You know, it's been intense for her. And I'm like, I need a break. Um, so when I came back in the room, it was quiet. And I was like, what's changed in here? And it was just such a different room. And what it was, was the epidural had kicked in and stuff. And right. Sherelle, Sherelle had found peace and she was okay. And uh, and then from then it was... Uh, straight in straight in for the delivery but but then it was a we had a a, a c-section as well cesarean that was just a whole different I, I mean i was in there for that as well that was that was an experience in itself as well where... <laughs> like, i've seen it all now <laughs> yeah yeah no that's good though 
yeah. What, what's the C-section like? Because I'm not, I don't think I've spoken to anyone who's been through the C-section actually for this. Oh, it's so funny. We had, like, I say that because when we went into the room, there was this like five foot two lady who was going to be delivering the baby. She was great. Uh, she, she looked like a right character. They gave her a step to step on so she could <laughs> get to the Chirot. And I was like, okay. And then all these do- student doctors were in there and I was by the, I was by Chirot's head. So I couldn't really see anything apart from, I, sorry, like I saw this spray of blood and I was like, woo! I was like, that, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, and I, obviously I didn't want to worry, worry Shirelle or anything. Maybe it's normal. So I was like, okay, Shirelle, like, what do you want to do after we've, we've had Carly? What, what's the first thing you want? And she was like, a bottle of Coke. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. Can you feel anything of what's happening right now? She was like, no. I was like, that's good. Um, and then <laughs> as well. So like she just, she was lodged a little bit. So not only did she have a cesarean, they had to put forceps in as well. So it was like, it was a bit of a mad one. Um, and, and then she came out all of a sudden she comes out and, and she's healthy and, and they obviously so stitched Sherelle back up and she, she recovered and it was crazy. I was a bit worried. I don't know if worried's the word I was, but I was kind of like, this is deep. Like I've never, you know, I've got I've, me and Shirelle are married and stuff, and and you know, seeing some crazy things in life. But you know, seeing your your wife kind of be cut open at the belly, and then mm. being put into her, and then a new a new human being being took out of her, it was just like wow, like that is just the craziest thing I think I'm ever going to experience. Um, but you know, it, she she was okay, and 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 it was okay, and and. Callie came out and was 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 happy and but yeah, it was an experience, definitely an experience. <laughs> it sounds it to be fair. Was that a, was that an emergency C section then? Oh man, she has just done the biggest poo. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed brilliant. Um, it was. She's looking at me smiling now. Um, it, it it was an emergency, but what had happened was in the labour because. Um, she wasn't dilating a lot. So so it was kind of like she was only two centimetres and then three, then it stayed at three for ages. And um, we'd been there for nearly a day and nothing had really changed. And the doctor came in and said, basically, we can uh, we can keep trying. However, you, you, you know, you're not dilating too quick. Um, and so this could be a bit of a longer process for you. We can do a cesarean, um, but we'll have to do some checks before we do that and just make sure that everything's okay and the baby's okay. And Callie had done a, Callie had done a bit of a poop in the womb. So that, Oh wow. Yeah. That caused a bit of a complication because I think they can, there's something from their, their, their poo that can, a chemical or something that's released that can be damaging for the baby. If they're left in for too long, I've forgotten the name of it. So that was something we had to kind of look at as well and be like, well, listen, we think she's done a poo. <laughs> um, so that could be, could be an issue. So we need to take that into account as well. So we, we just decided, well, Sherelle kind of, you know, it's her decision ultimately because she's the one who's going to, and I was like, yeah, I'm, if you're okay with that, we, we can do that. And so we, yeah, that we, we just went for the C-section. So it was an emergency. It was planned. <laughs> she just made a brilliant noise. Yeah, she's gargling away at me. It's so funny. How to be a dad podcast time for another dad now this is tom from wales uh, tom and his wife cats had planned for ages to have a spa-like natural birth in the 
the glow of the lavender lights and the scents all around. Mm. However, as you'll hear, something happened that literally knocked him off his feet. And I mean literally, in the correct way that literally should be used, not in the way that they use it on Love Island. Um, Listen, I'll prove it. We went to the birthing centre, which you don't know what they are. They're usually bolted onto the hospital. The idea is obviously if they don't need to involve doctors, let them go do other stuff. But it's right next to the hospital, so any complications, they can whip you next door and and, uh, get them involved. The idea is to kind of, you know, for those that should be low-stress births, it's nice and smooth and, and chilled and everything. And yeah, we did that and that was amazing. You know, it's nice music and it's a chilled vibe and but like, you know, room yourself and... Um, it's like and, a spa, uh, isn't it? Yeah, mate, it was amazing. And uh, yeah, yeah she, so she was in the kind of pool, whatever. So we were up for kind of trying that and she'd done a bit of um, hypnobirthing. She'd been trying to get into that. We had the TENS machine on the go, which I thought was really good. That really helped um, point. Um but yeah, she was in the kind of um, birth tub for a while. But then again, slight complication. They couldn't. They couldn't keep his heartbeat seemed to keep dropping, and they can't really measure your heartbeat in in the water. So they had to get cat out. I don't know if this happened to you when when either of you were born. They have like a giant iPad now. Press screen. I was I was well yeah. and it's yeah. like a, it hooked up to a speaker surround sound of a heartbeat. I was like, this is so cool. She was like, stop looking at the kid. I'm having a kid. As dads, you are completely useless at that point. That was my, well, you know, pack the bag. I have snacks on standby. That's all I can do. I may as well have pom-poms. I'm a cheerleader. That's, that's all I'm going <laughs> oh, I mean, that's all, that's all you can do in it. I've never felt so yeah. useless in my entire life. No, I, I, well, that's like you say at that point, that's kind of what we do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, try not to faint. And uh, yes, <laughs> and, the corner. and then he came into the world okay, did he? Yeah, pretty much like I said, the, she she was hooked up to the machine, so there was a little bit of stress when they were moving her from the birthing centre to the kind of ward. They were like, right, because normally when you're stationary, obviously they're keeping a monitor on it, and they couldn't do that while transporting us. So like, we're going to move you pretty quick. So they start pushing her through the wards, like literally running, right? Which, of course, does nothing for your nerves. So I'm trying to keep up. I can run in with like, it's just around the corner. <laughs> So they, the one they open like you know the, the, they have those big push button doors mate, and they go like this. So they'd done that in advance. So I'm just a bit behind the bed because the, the corridor's not that wide. So I'm just a bit behind. It opens, the bed goes through, and it obviously goes to shut again. <laughs> and I'm like Indiana Jones, and they go and it proper like takes me out, takes my one shoulder. I'm like ah, I'm like cat looking down. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for Kat, it was it was horrendous. As as you know, watching someone you you love, probably the person you love more than anyone else in the world, go through. But it, it's just a scary thing because you've never been through it before. If it's your first, seeing someone in pain, also not quite knowing what they're doing because they've never done it before, and you can't do anything. Um, it's just it's it, yeah, it's indescribable. But it's very it's tough. Um, but you know, it's it's all it's all for a good reason. So it's a, such a weird thing. It's it's hard, but yeah. it's it's going to be amazing. And, and like I said, all you can do is hold their hand, cheerlead, try not to cheerlead too much. It wasn't massively long. She, yeah, I could tell she was flagging. She was done. I'm try- and, and I was trying to get food down, but she was was being sick. So I managed to get a few jelly babies down. So you're getting a sugar hit. Out it comes. And then, like, and then you hear him cry. And you're like, okay, lungs work. They're okay. They seem like they're okay. Looks a bit size. Everything's fine. You know that, that moment when they come out, being honest, was it instant love? Because the reason I say this is my brother-in-law, I remember when our nephew and his son, our nephew was born, and he mm. put the pictures on Facebook, Facebook, and yeah. he was like, 
I was instantly in love the moment you came out. It was, and so I expected that's what it was going to be. And when Alfie came yeah. out, I don't know, it's so hard to describe, but it wasn't in, I loved him because he was my child and he's grown for nine months and you're kind of, yeah. but he's also a stranger in a way. You yeah. kind of have to build that bond a bit. I don't. And that's all it was. No, there wasn't instant enough through it. The, the instant bond, bond I think came to me was when we did, and I was really keen to do the skin to skin. That's when I was like, oh my God. Still to come on How To Be A Dad, the Labour episode, I'll be talking to Beth Dempsey, who's the author of So You're Going To Be A Dad, Now What? And an actual woman who went through labour not once, but twice. Uh, Before we talk to Beth, it's time for the final dad of this episode. This is Shane from Oldham sharing his story. Uh, Well, I mean, it's an absolute rollercoaster of emotions. Uh, not Not every birth is this extreme, but Shane's here recalling the night he first became a dad. So this amazing pregnancy that Amory had just changed all of a sudden. It, it, it just went the other way. It was really scary. Just four weeks before Isabella were due, we, um, we we kept saying, oh, you know, these things about drink, cranberry juice, eat pineapples, have curries yes, and all yeah. these things. And then we had a, a pizza from our local pizza place, Kachina. And we had this extra spicy hot pizza, literally. Come back, had that, and then one one o'clock in the morning, Amrie just said, my stomach, and I thought, what was that pizza sent funny? And then it was literally the spicy pizza, and then Amrie were unbelievable. She said, I think I'm having contractions. And then Amrie's water broke, and we're like, oh my God. And I'm going, right, okay, need the bag, need. And she went, it's all right, don't. She was unreal how cool she was. I couldn't believe it. I was like, right, okay, what do I need? Remember everything they said in the lesson. Remember, what did they say? You need to get that. Where's the bag, Amrie? Where's it? I thought I should know where the Right, we need to get you some food. We need. And Amrie went, don't worry, I've got the bag. I've got... And it was four weeks early this day. And so I was like, oh my gosh, oh my word. Anyway, we get in the car and it, we, we drive down into Leeds. And as we're driving down, as mad as it is, we didn't have a mobile phone. Oh, we did, but it didn't take photos. Right. That's what it was because it, it must have been Nokia days because it was 15 years ago, six nearly 16 years you ago. Had snake, wow. but no photo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love snake. Yeah. Takes me back. But I think, and we went down and we drove down. And, uh, and I remember, because I remember Anne-Marie said, oh, you need to stop, you need to stop. Make sure you've got enough petrol in. So I went, stop, you was, bro, we need to get you there. She went, no, Shane, don't worry. And she's like, oh, hang on, hang on, I'm getting contractions, getting contractions. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa just get into, no, 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 you need petrol because you might have to do a bit to and froing because if I'm early, it might be things. And I went, what, what, how can you be so, how can you think so straight? And she, she had me pulling over at two o'clock in the morning, the guys, I am here, and I'm like, I, I, I need to get some petrol, I need to get some petrol. So I put the petrol in really fast. And then I run into pay and I ask, no, you need to come outside. Oh, so I'm trying to get me pay through this little glass thing. And I said, I'm having a bit of my wife. said, right, all right. And you just change. And I come, I go back to the car and I'm racing. And, go, and she, I said, you all right? I'm gone, just having a contract. I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone. And I went, right, okay, okay. She went, we need to get some film. We need to get some cameras. Get some display. What are you talking about? <laughs> she sent me back. She sent me back to the man at the screen who was like, get away. He was down panicking as well. 
Yeah. yeah. And I asked my two disposable cameras. <laughs> I'm like, are you joking? Oh my gosh. So then they got, and then I went in car, then I went down there, went down there, and they just, it, it went from that situation when it was, everything was wonderful for eight months. And then it literally went, not quite at this point, they said, you've, two centimetre dilate, then it went to 10 centimetre, 10 centimetre, you've got to get in, got to get you in. And I thought, all right, we're going in. And as Amory went in, and they did some more checks, and I watched this, I knew what the heart rate should be, so we're in this room. And then I watched, all of a sudden it went, and it hit 20 less. It went right, however is red alert, it went right down. Then all of a sudden, the it's come bouncing through the door. And I was gold gowned up and it just changed. It just went pulp fiction. It just went completely different world. They went, right. They said, sorry, you can't come in. So I were all gowned up ready. They went, you can't. And it just become an emergency. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was so, and they, they put me in a little room. I were in a little room on my own. They said, just stay there. And that were it. And I didn't speak to anyone for ages. It felt like a lifetime. And I'm really just gone. They didn't want to scare me. They just said, now it's an emergency it's very serious and i would just i didn't cry i got my hands and knees i clasped my hands and I, I like praying and i didn't stop until somebody walked back in that room i didn't stop i were on my knees i were on my hands and knees clasped with my hands and all i could think is is look after Anne marie mm. because i knew the doctors would look after the baby and then the next minute this lady just walked in and she went it's okay Mr Hamill she said it's okay and Marie's okay everything's alright and presenting me with my baby wow and I just I just went <laughs> my whole world just I couldn't believe it I couldn't I was crying my eyes out and I was shaking and I just I just looked and this little baby's eyes were open and they opened and she was looking at me, her eyes open and I was just crying and I, I just went, I'm going to look after you forevermore, I'm going to look after you. I couldn't believe it. I had her in my arms, this little angel. I mean, two and utter then, extremes of emotion as well. Like, there's no sort of easing you into the fact, was there? There's... And then I got invited to see Amri a little bit after, quite a bit after. And as I went in, Amri was holding her and I came over and then I'm, I'm really, I remember I'm really looking and just going look this is your daddy she said oh, I just cried my eyes out How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth Now it's time to hear from an actual mum who's been through labour twice so if your partner's pregnant and you're just about to become a dad for the first time oh you are going to get so many invaluable glimpses into what you should be doing from this chat um, we can all talk about experiences we can all second guess what we should be doing in there but what our partners want us to do is probably a different thing so beth dempsey has written a book about becoming a dad from a mum's point of view just have a listen what beth has to say so i was induced i mean i didn't really know what to expect from that i mean you hear about it so I yeah. So because I didn't know what to expect, and I kind of like researched as much as I could, kind of get an idea about. It. It's kind of hard to pass that on to him as well. So he was even more clueless about what was coming. <laughs> I mean, we did we we tried with one born every minute and that kind of thing, 
But one born every minute is like 60 minutes on telly, not three days in a hospital. <laughs> so when they got to 10 centimetres, Dean was asleep in the hospital. And she was like, you can push now. Do you want to wake him up? And I was like... Do you want to wake him <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Dean, I'm ready to push. And he was like, no, I need to go and get a glass of water. So off he went. And the midwife was like, okay. you're going to have to push. You're having contractions. But I'd had an epidural, so I didn't know. And I was like, I can't push. What if it comes out and he's gone for a glass of water? And he walks, like, with his glass of water. And he was like, do you want a glass of water? And I'm like, I'm, I'm a bit busy. I'm going to go back out. Yeah, I'm a bit busy. And then he sat down. I think he was just um, a bit overwhelmed by it all. And, yeah, I had the baby really quick. And I felt really sick. I felt like I'd literally just give birth and I thought, oh my God, like I'm going to be sick. But they put the baby on me, like he was on the chest. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up on the baby. <laughs> and so Dean, I was like, Dean, can you grab the baby? And he was like, I don't know how to hold the baby. <laughs> I was like, oh, I bless get him. the baby off me before I throw up on him. So he kind of like picked up this baby that we had no idea what we did. So yeah, it was really fantastic. <laughs> um, what was the, um, second labour like second labour was again induced but so much quicker thankfully unfortunately this time though he didn't need to go and get a glass of water he'd had a dodgy KFC <laughs> um, which I wouldn't recommend having if your wife or girlfriend is in labour because he then needed the toilet and he wasn't oh, allowed no. to use the toilet in the room oh yeah so you don't want that anyway do you I'm like ready to have the baby and the midwife was like, you're probably okay for 10 minutes. So anyway, off he goes to the toilet. Midwife pops out, as you do when you're a midwife. And then uh, I started getting really, really heavy contractions straight away. And I was like, you are joking me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to find the call bell. And what, were you on your own? Yeah. I'd right. pushed my legs together. <laughs> I, I want like, to keep the baby in. this will stop <laughs> Um, because I couldn't think of anything logical <laughs> oh, at the time. No. Oh, bless you. Um, but yeah, like oh. they pretty much came in and within, I think it was one or two pushes, she was out. If I was going to put a word on birth, it'd be carnage. Absolute <laughs> carnage. That's it, yeah. That's pretty much it. What's the best advice you could give? I realise this is putting a lot of pressure, like all of mankind on your shoulders. Yeah, it's kind of, it depends on... Obviously, what your partner's like, but if it were me, I'd have just wanted someone to listen to every single thing that I was telling them. So, for example, don't go and get a glass of water. <laughs> um, if I'm saying I want an epidural, even if I've said before that I'm not going to have an epidural because I'm going to have this really natural, holistic birth, just don't listen to a word I'm saying and get me the epidural. How to be a dad podcast. For more information on parenting, or if you've got something to share, go to thedadsnet.com. Remember, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating because it bumps it up and it gives other dads or dads-to-be the chance to know they're not alone by hearing anecdotes and stories and mishaps from other dads who've been in that same situation. And you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please do leave us a review. That'd be great. I'm Al Booth, and on the next episode of How To Be A Dad... Oh, they're here. What do we do now? A Dad's Net original podcast.